Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. We are inside of Allegiant Stadium. $2.1 billion to build this place, by the way. And it is getting literally insane. The Chiefs just arrived in all black, looking like villains, because that is exactly how they want to be portrayed right now. More on that in just a moment. Uh, but I want you to just take a look at everything that's happening. Patrick Mahomes, just a few feet away from where I'm standing right now, talking to the media. Off to his left, Travis Kelsey also having a field day with the media because let's be honest, one of the big reasons that a lot of people are in the stadium right now is because they want the tea. They want to know what's going on with him and Taylor Swift because there was a lot of gossip to be had. One of the quotes that he just dropped, he, he has to hold up his end of the bargain and bring home some hardware too because as we know, Taylor Swift, very fortunate to have won at the Grammys over the weekend. So now Travis Kelsey wanting to you know, do his part in the relationship, make sure that they've really got their shelves stocked with all different types of, of winnings, of hardware, all that types of thing. Okay, so let's make our way over to this direction, uh, making our way through the various forms of different media that have congregated in Vegas from all over the world. I've run into several of my friends that I've worked with in the past uh, that I've had different experiences with. I mean, check out this guy. He dressed to impress. What is going on with this outfit over here? How's it going? Hello. Um, well, we're in Vegas, so yeah. had to pull up the Vegas outfit. Okay, and, and where do you buy something like this? Well, just online, Oppo Suits. Not very expensive, machine it. washable. I, I appreciate it. that. Yeah. Do you, do you feel like you're the best dressed guy in, in the stadium right now? You know, there are a lot of people that look great out here, but I have to say that I think I'm number one. Okay. Absolutely. I, I came here to win, and that's what I did today, I think. You are a winner, my friend. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. So, yeah, not out of the ordinary. Lots of interesting things happening here. And speaking of wardrobes, I mean, two of the best dressed ladies in the house, oh right? Thank you so much. Kansas City Chiefs cheerleaders, what are your ladies' names? I'm Stephanie Morgan. Okay, so obviously... This is a very special time for you. Did you think that you would be cheerleading at a Super Bowl this year? I mean, I guess at this point, probably several months ago, you'd have to look back to. Right, right. Well, you never know with the Chiefs. I have been cheering for six years, oh and I, I've cheered an AFC championship every single year, except for this one. And so you guys, we always have to prepare for a Super Bowl. What does Super Bowl week look like for the cheer squad? Well, we got here last night, so there's a small group of us coming out first, and we kind of do appearances in the community, and then the rest of the team will join us on Thursday, and then we'll have some practices before the big game. Do you have special routines that are specifically for Super Bowl? Absolutely. The one we did tonight was just for Super Bowl. Wow. Okay, and how long does it take you to learn a new routine? Oh, gosh, it depends. Yeah, we kind of had a tight schedule, so when there's back-to-back -back games, we only have like a week to prepare a new dance, but then sometimes it's a little bit longer. So do just you depends. get nervous? Yes. Because yes. I feel like, I mean, I, first of all, I'm a horrible dancer, so like I would never expect anyone to put me on a cheerleading team, but I just feel like there's a lot of pressure, right? You don't want to mess up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I still get really nervous, especially for Super Bowl. This is my fourth, and I, I walked out here so incredibly yeah. nervous. We always say if you aren't nervous, then you don't care. So it's good to be nervous because you care. Yeah. Now, are you two originally from Kansas City, the area? I am not. I'm originally from St. Louis. Oh. Yeah, Springfield. Okay. Yeah. Okay, but you're still in state. Yeah, in mm -hmm. the state. Yeah. Amazing. Well, yeah. best of luck. You girls yeah. look incredible, and I'm a uh, I'm a 
Kansas City girl from another life. I lived there for two years as a local news reporter, Fox 4. So I'm, I'm a Chiefs fan. So awesome. I'm excited. Well, thank you so much. Absolutely. Okay, and now, you know, a, lo a lot to talk about here. Like I said, everything going on, you don't know who you're going to run into, but the players are at the focal point here. And right over here, a guy that I've actually known for several years. He's a huge WWE fan. He actually has a nickname that reflects one of the greatest WWE superstars of all time. So what do you say we head over here to talk to Stone Cold Chris Jones? I heard you say a couple of days ago you like playing the villain. And honestly, that's a good thing because there's a lot of people out here that do not want to see the Chiefs win. You've got a lot of haters right now. They don't want to see you succeed over and over again. So what do you say to those haters and does it drive you, give you even more motivation to win this, this one against the Niners? Yeah, good luck. Good luck. Um, in all honesty, um, I get it. You know, um, you know, people get tired of seeing the same people win. That's a part of it, you know, and they grow accustomed to new guys winning every year. And we've been very fortunate enough to get in this situation three out of the last four years. So, um, you know, good luck. If you support us, we appreciate it. We still love you. Are you surprised to have gotten this far? There was a, a lull in the middle of, of the regular season. Uh, you guys obviously got hot at the right time. You know what it's like to play under pressure. Are you at all surprised to be in this position that you're in? Not at all. Um, I think more so for the destination, it's about the journey you take to get there. Um, we had a, a remarkable journey with the adversity we had to face and uh, a lot of young guys um, coming along this team, a lot of new faces this year. So it's been very challenging to say the least, um, but it's been very surprising to watch the young guys grow to watch the team grow and the maturity comes and um, to be right here today, right? Okay, so if you, you, you're embodying playing the villain, you also have to look the part, right? So have you given any thought to the game day fit yet? I haven't, honestly. I've seen so many crazy fits around here. It's gotta be something crazy uh, in mean? Vegas. How crazy are we gonna get? Well, we got off the um, plane. I've seen a bunch of Elvis Presleys uh, <laughs> out here. So it's gotta be something to match that attire. Okay, and finally, Stone Cold Chris Jones, your moniker. You know, if you could cut a quick promo, what would you want to say to all of the haters out there, to all the Niners fans, when you know you're about to win the Super Bowl? Um, good luck. We appreciate the hate. No, come uh, on, I want like WWE style. Come on. <laughs> know your role is shut your mouth. Hell yes. <laughs> and look who I ran into. I'm so happy to have finally meet you in person. I'm so glad to meet you in person, Charlie. And she's even more beautiful in person. Tell me more. All the things. You no, know, you too, obviously. You're so um, sweet. You just got here. You told me that you literally landed, came straight from the tarmac to yeah. Allegiant Stadium. I mean, a whirlwind of emotions, I'm sure. It feels surreal when you walk in and you see the Chiefs logo everywhere in here. You're just like, oh my gosh, we have made it back and we just couldn't be more excited or grateful. Well, we were just talking and the story came out a couple of weeks ago. There was a construction worker when they were building the stadium who buried a Chiefs flag underneath here. So like there's a little there's bit of good juju under our feet <laughs> in this floor for sure. No, we're really excited for Sunday and we have a great week of lots of fun events lined up before us and I'm super happy to yeah, be here. A little preview of like what you're going to be doing this week in Vegas. Do you have any idea yet? Yes, a very complete idea. So NFL honors, fanatics, SI Maxim, the whole lineup. I'll be at all of it. So it's going to be so fun. I can't wait. Okay, now let's talk about your outfit. Like did you like where do you find all of these 
amazing pieces. I mean, they're all, of course, you like know, Chiefs colors. I'm really glad that I look decent in red. I love it. It's definitely my favorite color, and I love fashion, so marrying football and fashion is definitely a passion. Okay, and what about the game day fit? Do you already have it pre-planned? Uh, oh, yes. Well, this is very premeditated. I can't wait to share it with you guys. How far in advance did you have it picked out? Well, not until we secured the W and the AFC Championship because that no would be presumptuous. It, yeah. But um, I have it set now and I can't wait to show you guys. Well, I love that we are like Thank collectively you. in Chiefs colors. No, it was meant to be. No, it is. So we're very excited. Yeah. Well, it was so good to see you. Can't wait so to see you later you. this week and can't wait to see the Chiefs pull up yet another victory and be back to back champs. That That's the dream. So thank you so much. Thank we can't you. wait. Look who I just ran into, the star of opening night. How are you feeling? Chiefs, back in the big game. Same, same. Uh, okay, so obviously you have a lot of moving around to do. You are expected to be on top of your game at all times. How do you stay so fit? Are you, are you a weightlifter? Are you a sprinter? Okay, amazing. Okay, well, whatever you're doing, keep it up. Go Chiefs. Let's go. Uh, okay, so on that note, everybody, out here in Vegas, there's a lot of eating and drinking going on, right? There is so much going on leading up to the big game uh, that, you know what? It got me thinking about what do I need to be eating while I'm out here? What, what kind of workouts do I need to be doing? So before I left for Vegas, I decided to have a one-on-one -on -one conversation with someone who could really give me the lowdown on what I should expect out of my health and fitness. So. I had the chance to talk to the one and only Jillian Michaels. Okay, everybody, I'm so excited. You all know I am a fitness fanatic. Fitness is my life. It always has been. And of course, growing up, Jillian Michaels was always a name I knew and I knew well. So I cannot express my excitement to now be joined by the one and only Jillian Aww. Michaels, uh, who you've added so much to your repertoire. I mean, you're not just a fitness expert anymore. You're a nutritionist. You're also a businesswoman. You're a podcast host. You're a media personality. You have got so much going on. So you tell me, where would you like to start? What's going on in your world? Gosh, what's going on in my world? Um, all the things you mentioned, which I really appreciate, by the way, because when you try to engage in conversations where you're providing people with facts, I'm so sorry. My dog just found his way downstairs oh my gosh. in the middle of our, of our interview here. Really, buddy? He's invited um, to the interview. I'm, I, I always I, welcome dogs in. I'm like, are you serious? What um, kind of dog is it? He's, come here, bud. Yeah, let's come see here. him. Just had his teeth cleaned yesterday, <gasps> so he's very sensitive. Okay, hi. Oh, and the cat. Oh I, we may need to start. I, my wife I'm appears so... to have opened the bedroom door. <laughs> I know that we're recording this. Can you give me two seconds? And I'll... Yeah, no, of course. Please, take I am time. so sorry. No, Guys. I'm I'm excited. I'm I'm definitely including this in the beginning. This is amazing. Uh, honey? <laughs> you okay? There, there we go. So I'm really sorry about that. No, please, nothing uh, to be sorry about. This is gosh, literally the perfect um, start to the interview. Okay, uh, it's very early here, so I they're like breakfast. Um, anyway, my, again, my apologies. I I appreciate that introduction because so often people seek to negate the information I provide. And it's like, oh, don't, you know, don't believe her. She's a personal trainer. And it's like, I've actually written eight best-selling books, all with doctors. I interview doctors every single week about all different areas of health and wellness. 
I, I have built my entire career around health in general. So I feel like I've been providing with people facts that I encourage them to explore on their own in order to make the best decision for themselves and their families. So all of the things you mentioned, um, my podcast, Keeping It Real, I'm working on another book at the moment, uh, all the things, investing in other good for you mm -hmm. companies and brands. Um, but this this topic of weight loss is just always, <laughs> always in the news in one way or another. And it keeps evolving in the way that we're talking about it. So I want to first address something you just mentioned. People like to ignore facts. Well, the fact is, and <sighs> people can twist it and contort it and be delusional about it all they want, but being obese is unhealthy. And the fact that we are now yeah. glorifying and promoting such an unhealthy lifestyle because it is so important now in the age of cancel culture to make sure that we're being inclusive uh, really just makes me so mad because it's not about not liking the way that you look. I, I could care I less. It's just yeah, about the fact that you are not healthy and you're not putting yourself in a, a position to be successful for yourself or the people that you love around you. And it just is driving me nuts that every single day we take it a step further. You know what's crazy is that this narrative was an argument I was having in 2019, 2020, and then the CDC came out with all of that information that I, I can't remember the exact study at this moment, so forgive me, but it was something like 70 something percent of the people that were hospitalized or died from COVID were overweight or obese and we really missed that messaging opportunity to convey how important being healthy is and all of the comorbidities that go along with obesity. Now the dialogue has shifted. And the one good thing I can say about weight loss drugs is when people, th th this is the funniest thing I've experienced recently is that when they go to attack me for being a naysayer, they're like, well, but Jillian, obesity is deadly. I just think, are you kidding? I've been catching bullets for that message for decades and you're trying to use it against me now? Like, which is the narrative? Is the narrative we're healthy at any size or is the narrative obesity is a disease and we need these drugs? Like, decide, what's the narrative? It's all extremely frustrating. Obesity is obviously deadly, but in order to manage it in an honest, and sustainable way, you have to look at what's really going on and get to the root of the problem. And these drugs mm -hmm. don't do that, to say the least. Well, and that's the thing is, you know, on one hand, they're saying, you know, it's okay to to be obese or overweight. But then on the other hand, hey, we have these drugs that you can take. And you and need them. You have a disease. Yeah, yeah. Wagovi, yeah. um, what it Manjaro, Ozempic, you know, which have already been proven to not not just help you lose weight because they're not even meant for weight loss they're meant for diabetes well um, where govi is and zepbound are so oh, semaglutide okay. is ozempic and wegovi ozempic is actually the type 2 diabetes medication wegovi was a, is semaglutide but in a higher dose and it was approved by the fda okay. in 2021 to treat obesity and Zepbound is that version of terzepatide, 
which is also Monjaro, right? So one's diabetes, yeah. one's weight loss. Zepbound is a higher dose. And the difference is that um, trazepatide is a double agonist. So what that means is how these drugs work is they essentially mimic or stimulate satiety hormones. Semaglutide- I've, I've taken it, Jillian. I, I took Ozem, but I know you're probably looking at me like I'm crazy. I was offered it by my doctor a couple of no. years ago. Listen, it, I live in New York. Listen, I live in New but York City. So, okay. I, I live in New York City. People here, I mean, it's one of the most superficial cities in, in the world, right? Because it's, you know, there's so much uh, emphasis put on beauty here. I was I was offered it. And You're honestly, beautiful. no, 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 no. I, I, I listen, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't even like I was overweight. But I've, I've never been overweight in my life. But I was offered it. And I'm like, I want to see what the hype is all about, right? I was about to go on winter vacation. I, <sighs> I did an injection. I felt horrible. I felt yeah. horrible. I mean, I was so nauseous, could barely eat. Even after it yeah. wore off, I couldn't eat chicken for like months because I just associated it with like that really gross nausea. like nausea exactly and um but here's what i'll say it worked but i also having gone down you know i've I'm, I'm a certified personal trainer myself so i understand how it is to safely lose weight and do it the right way and properly diet yeah so i obviously saw you know how this was a quick fix but then i also realized this can't be healthy um but i I can understand why there's people out there who don't want oh, to put in the work very... because they're lazy. I don't agree. Okay, so here's the thing. I want to shy away from that narrative. And okay. here's why. Here's why. And I listen, I completely understand your perspective. However, this is such a massive multifactorial problem. And you've got people who are 25 pounds overweight, 50 pounds overweight, 200 pounds overweight. And each individual is carrying that weight for a different reason, but I promise you laziness is never the reason. So generally when you find somebody that is morbidly obese, they're absolutely feeding a deeper hunger and the food is providing them with something so powerful and so significant, whether it's a defense structure, a coping mechanism of some kind, it's deep, okay? Then you've got the physically addictive elements of the food food is designed to be yes, absolutely highly palatable highly addictive and i would say your average bear is experiencing such overwhelming anxiety stress loneliness is at a rate that's skyrocketing for people and we have these vulnerabilities that are being exploited by big food then big pharma is like oh we're not going to look at what's going on culturally or with the food. Yeah. Or, Instead know, of fixing it from the ground up. Disease, right. which is complete baloney. And I could outline all the reasons why that narrative is nonsense. And in fact, if you look at what are the drugs doing? They're not melting fat off of your body. They're curbing your hunger. So they're facilitating the individual to eat less food. Calories in, calories out. Point being, there's nothing wrong with their metabolism by eating less food, they're losing weight. So we can throw that whole narrative out. Oh, they're genetically overweight, really? They're eating less food, they're losing weight. Isn't that what I've said for 20 years? Calories in, calories out. However, the bigger problem is the fact that they're impacting our hunger. So why are we unable to manage hunger without the drug? And that's what we need to look at. That's the bigger problem. And it's of not course. because of a disease. 
I, you know, I just, I just think that it's been shown that like a lot of these drugs have overarching effects that, you know, you're not just losing weight. You're also destroying your, your digestive system, your intestinal Muscle tract. Mass, I mean, there's just vision loss. Yeah. Diarrhea. One girl aging, has diarrhea for loss, life. I was reading suicidal which is, ideation, oh my gosh, stomach yeah. paralysis, intestinal block. Trust me. I, I will hit the list. I'll hit the checklist. But you know, someone said to me, ah, you know, come on. All these drugs have that list of side effects. Here's, I want to play, I want to back into the best case scenario, right? Because people tend to shut out that warning on the back of the cigarette box where it's like, oh, you, you know, your jaw could get tumors in it and your lungs could, they, they just whoop, you know, they, they tune it out. So let's, let's back into the flip side of this coin. Okay, you have no side effects. You're one of the 50% that feels great. And you'll, you'll find those people, they're out there. Okay, ah, oh, I've lost a ton of weight. You feel even better, get energy. You're having sex again. Your confidence is improved. All wonderful side effects yeah. of weight loss. Yeah. However, if I put you in a time capsule and we fast forwarded 18 months, two years, there is a plateau on these drugs. They stop working. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, we need to up the dose. Oh, we need a double agonist drug. We need a King Kong triple agonist drug that they're now working on. Up, 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 up. And first of all, again, that here's what I like to working. say, Jillian. Here's what I like to say: nothing in life is free. No, nothing exactly. So people nothing. need to realize you don't just get to lose weight because you inject yourself with something. There's always going to be a price to pay. Exactly. And we're finding out about those side effects more and more as the days go by. Uh, something else I want to get into you, get into with you though, is also just, we talked about cancel culture already. You were yeah. the coach of the biggest loser for a while. And yes. the way that that show was structured, I can't imagine a world in which that would be tolerated these days, which I find to be upsetting because yeah. You know, you're there for good purpose. You're pushing them. You're <sighs> encouraging. You're motivating. But now people would say, oh, no, this is bullying or this is Okay, wrong. that's nonsense. And it's ridiculous. There's so much about that show that all the baloney and the zeitgeist, none of the stuff. Oh, they starve them. No, not the truth. Oh, they abuse that. No, not the truth. And I can tell you how they lost the weight. They did hours and hours and hours of low intensity car. I remember. Period. I would call it the walk to China. I would put them <laughs> on the treadmill in the morning and then take them one by one for an hour long personal training session. And they would just walk the rest of the time or swim in the pool or cruise on the elliptical. They ate food. Anybody who tells you they didn't is lying. They got all of their micronutrients in their meals where the show had significant flaws. First of all, was at inception. Right. This was at a period where you had things like the swan and all these really cruel, not well-intentioned reality shows, hence the name The Biggest Loser. And it absolutely was. I was not ever a producer on the show. I didn't create the show. I don't believe it was ever initially intentioned to do good. And then what ended up happening is myself and, and Bob Harper ended up helping these guys lose hundred pounds in eight weeks. And the yeah. producers were like, wait a minute, hold on a second here. We thought we had, you know, a pickup truck, but it looks like we have a Porsche. And now they're trying to reverse engineer their concepts of temptations and challenges meant to humiliate these people in a name like Biggest Loser. 
So we kind of, you know, we grew out of, of that part of it. But gamifying weight loss unto itself is a bad idea. And while it provided this megaphone and a girl, I'm so sorry, really? You know what don't... though, Jill, oh. I, I love this. I, you, you know, it's hard though, because I don't think that oh. losing weight as a game is a bad idea though, because for example, when I go, you know, I don't, I don't do um, group fitness classes all that often because I, I honestly, I stick to more of like just individual weightlifting and, and I do, I do yoga. But um, when I would go to orange theory classes, on occasion, you do have the leaderboards or, you know, and you see where you stack up. And honestly, for me, because I'm an, I've always been an athlete. I, I love competition. It drives me. I mm -hmm. love seeing where I stack up and it does motivate me. I'm like, oh my gosh, like, or on Peloton, even they have the leaderboards and I'm like, oh my gosh, how did this person burn so many calories? Like, I want to try to do that. And okay. listen, some days I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. Cause I want to chill, but I personally like that. So I don't see the issue with it. Okay, the, the two big issues is that when somebody, are you serious? <laughs> you, He's like, I don't agree either. <laughs> um, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Okay, um, so when somebody is on a weight loss journey and they're getting eliminated, okay, that's sure. count. That's counterintuitive, and it was, it's like. Oh, well, I, I guess the elimination aspect is a that little was different. tough. You know, I, that's not real life. And I don't think it was conducive to 65% of the contestants gain their weight back. It's not because we starve them or damage their metabolism. That's all nonsense. It's because the issues yeah. that were driving them to eat. Yes, were not fixed. Mm -hmm. And they certainly weren't getting fixed in a week, two weeks, three weeks. And while 35% of the contestants kept it off, which is actually an unbelievable number, because in the real world, only 5% keep it off and 95% gain it back, more time having a therapist there to help them deal with the bigger issues. Because while I yes. have an understanding, I'm not a psychoanalyst. We needed somebody to help them with that stuff. And last but not least, when I finally did leave the show for good was when a contestant by the name of Rachel Fredrickson had lost way too much weight in order to win the prize money. And even though I was like, I didn't do this, like this wasn't my contestant, I had to stop and take a real hard look at myself and say, but you're profiting off of this platform. Therefore you're complicit. And that's when I walked away for good. And that part is just, there are some genuine criticisms of that show, but not the ones you hear about it. Oh, they starve them. That's all baloney. Yeah. So I guess, you know, you walked away from that, but you've still maintained a huge role in the fitness industry. So what, what differences do you notice from decades ago versus yeah. now when you do deal with clients who need to lose weight or they're looking to up their lifestyles yeah. or nutrition? Like what core differences are you seeing in people? Look, there's a lot that's the same in that we are always contending with new trends, all of which are completely worthless and pointless. Yeah, like and people want to like, oh, I want to grow my butt, but not like gain anywhere else. Or yeah, in, in the in the right, I, I'm, you know, I'm guilty of that, by the way, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, the diet trends, the aesthetic trends, 
you know, and we're constantly moving now because of these drugs. It's like heroin chic is back in. And yeah. I prefer the thick and curvy trend because I, I think it's far healthier. But the reality is there should be one litmus test and it's at your doctor's office. If you yeah. have an aesthetic that you prefer, right? Oh, I'd rather be a size two than a size six. I mean, both are probably going to be healthy if you're utilizing common sense with your eating yeah. and you're moving your body regularly. But as long as at the two and at the six, your doctor says everything looks good, I'm good with it. Yeah. Uh, Some people aren't meant to live at a, at a size two. No. Some people are not. Absolutely. That's why there's no such thing as like, what weight should I be? Is it, throw it all out. You know, what do your biomarkers look like? This is the stuff that matters. The rest of it is aesthetic, right? And and I, I don't judge anyone for that. I, I get it. I, I also am like, oh, I wish my butt was higher and I wish my arms oh, were yeah. like this. And I wish- Yeah, same. I, I look in the mirror bigger. every day and think those things, but you know. Yeah, I mean, you know, I got a push-up bra on, like I'm working with, I'm working with all the things. I got all the aids going on. But, you know, and that stuff's never going away. But w the only thing that matters substantially is your health. And while you can't be healthy at any size, you can be healthy at multiple sizes. Yeah. And that's what matters. So educating people with conversations like this is so important. And you're, you sounds to me like, other than the brief foray with weight loss drugs that you absolutely do not need. You're oh, doing everything that was more of an like. that was more of an experiment. I only did okay. one injection, uh, more what? of just like a, a YOLO type of thing. I was like, you know what? I'm going to see what the hype is. And um, I'm not YOLOing with stuff like that. Call <laughs> me next time. <laughs> no, uh, we're not, not YOLOing any... with crack or heroin yeah, yeah, or yeah, please, please. No. If I'm if I'm on the verge no. of something like that, I will definitely call you because I need Could someone please? to walk me off of that cliff. Yeah. Put me um, on speed dial, homie. Yeah, please. Um, I'm so <laughs> happy to have had a... You're incredible. I knew you would be. I also like how we have like almost matching necklaces on. <laughs> this is my wedding ring. And oh. my my wife, she got me this one. and But then I felt like it gave me... I have man hands. So I was like, you know, babe, I think I might need something a little bit like a little more feminine. So we get, then got this one, but this is the initial one. Oh. So I like, I still wear well, it. That's a sweet so, okay, sentiment. Do you have a I like story that. behind that one. No, I just, this was just a gift. Um, it's, I love it. You know, it's not a ring. It's, it looks like a ring. Uh, but yeah, no, just a gift. So, but I noticed, so I liked it. I thought, you know, there we go, our little connection. Um, but again, I'm so happy. I mean, we also have the fitness and nutrition connection as well. And um, I was thrilled to have the opportunity to talk with you. So thank you for the time and the insight and the knowledge. And I can't wait to talk to you again. Oh, thank you. I've had a real blast. I and I've had a, I had a blast with uh, Gato and Dog was, what was Dog's name? That's Memphis. Memphis and Gato <laughs> and Jillian. I could not ask for a better trio to join me on the show. So thank you. <laughs> thank you. you. You're very kind. I appreciate it. Outkick the Morning will be right back after a short break. Stay tuned. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go 
to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, I'm going to be honest. All of that talk about dieting and fitness has a girl starving. So I'm going to leave Allegiant Stadium now. I'm going to go get some food. But before I do that, I want to give a thanks to everybody that joined the show. Uh, so let's rattle it off. Thank you to Jillian Michaels. Thank you to Chris Jones. Thank you to Wolfie. Thank you to the man in the crazy suit. Thank you to the Kansas City Chiefs cheerleaders. Thank you to everyone else that provided such a great backdrop for this episode of Outkick the Morning. And thank you to all of you who are tuning in as I am here from Vegas all week long. And this week is only going to get crazier as it progresses. So make sure you do not miss a single episode. Make sure to follow me on social media at Charlie on TV. 